You're listening to The Holistic Perspective, a podcast about menstrual health, fertility awareness, and herbalism for women, all from a holistic perspective. I'm your host, Becky Evans, fertility awareness educator and clinical herbalist. I help women understand their natural hormonal patterns through fertility awareness so they can holistically manage their reproductive health and meet their family planning goals, whether they are trying to avoid pregnancy or trying to conceive. I hope you will join me as we dive deep into these topics. Today I'm talking to Katie Sanders from Abide Physical Therapy. Katie is a physical therapist specializing in helping pregnant and postpartum women. She works locally in the Shenandoah Valley and Winchester area of Virginia. She has so many great things to say about how physical therapy can help women, not just in pregnancy and postpartum, but as we age and potentially in the preconception stage for fertility as well. If you're local, I definitely recommend reaching out to her. And if not, take a look at the helpful posts she has on her social media. I've put her links in the show notes in the description for this episode. Hopefully the information she shares today will encourage you to reach out to a women's physical therapist near you. Hi, Katie. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm really excited to have you here and be able to talk about what you do and um, share with women how physical therapy can help them. So why don't you tell me a little bit about um, how you help women? Yeah, so I'm a physical therapist. I've been doing uh, physical therapy specifically for seven, eight years now. Um, And then I dove into the, the women's health, pregnant postpartum side of um, PT, maybe three or four years ago. So I, I um, treat pregnant and postpartum women mostly. uh, And I do home visits. So I actually work from my home. And then I go and I visit patients homes um, in the area in the Shenandoah Valley area and uh, treat it at their homes. And, And it's been it's been a real blessing to be able to do that, especially with the population I'm serving. Uh, it's sometimes hard to get out of the house yeah. and find childcare. So one of the things that I was wondering about is, um, so I've heard, of course, of physical therapy in general, and then I've also heard of pelvic floor therapy. So um, like, what specifically do you do is, do you do like general physical therapy? How yeah, is it specific so to women? There's a lot of different ways you can approach um this field, there's pelvic floor physical therapy, which uh, a lot of pelvic floor physical therapists also have an orthopedic background, which means they have treated the whole body at some point. They don't just work on the pelvic floor or the pelvis, um, but they do have specific training in treating those muscles because a lot of times in our training in school, even though it's a doctorate program, they really don't teach you how to treat the pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a lot of continuing ed that you have to do on top of what you've learned. And so um, pelvic floor physical therapists can do um, everything externally and internally. So um, a lot of those pelvic floor muscles can be accessed internally as well, just depending on what you're dealing with. And I, 
I am not able to do any internal mm. um, yet because of my training. I haven't done because of COVID. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point where I can do that. But there's so much that can be done externally. Mm. And so I market myself as pregnant postpartum because I don't do internal. Mm. Um, but that doesn't mean that the pelvic floor can't be addressed with with all the training that I've had myself. So um, there, there's just a lot of different ways to approach it. And um, some people like to be able to do the internal and some don't. So, mm-hmm. okay. So that, that kind of clarifies that I really wasn't sure, you know, what the differences were. And I had noticed when I was looking at your information online that you mostly call that physical therapy. So I didn't know if there was, you know, a lot of difference there. So that's interesting. Um, and so how, what do you do with, um, pregnant and postpartum women that can help them that benefit their situations? So a lot of people reach out to me because they've found out that there's something going wrong. Mm. (laughs) Either they're having pain or, um, sometimes they want to prevent something that maybe happened in a previous pregnancy and they're currently pregnant and they know um, that they dealt with pain or maybe diastasis or prolapse previously. Um, So some of it's preventative. um, But a lot of times I get the women who are like, oh my gosh, I'm dealing with heaviness or I've started leaking or my core just feels really weak. And, um, you know, I'm six months postpartum and it hasn't gone away. So I get a lot of like help uh, requests, Um, but then there are some, some women who are pregnant who just want to avoid a breech baby. They're, they're moms who've had previous breech babies. And um, what I do can also help address any pelvic floor contributions to a baby being breached. So I help with just getting things aligned, making sure that, um, your body and the muscles and the pelvic floor are working properly so that baby can be in the right position. Um, so there's a lot that can be done, not just to address pain, but, um, just to make pregnancy in the postpartum period a little smoother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. I never heard of that in relation to breach. Yeah. And there are a lot of chiropractors who have certain techniques that can also help, um, and it, it typically comes down to baby is in a position that the, that woman's pelvis and uterus allow it to be in. And so if the, if things aren't aligned, well, the baby sits wherever it can fit. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes just getting things moving and working well can help baby fall down into the pelvis better. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had any kids myself yet. So a lot of this is stuff that I've really heard about, but I don't have any personal experience with. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like, I kind of know what this is, but <laughs> yeah. And it's still kind of not as much within the last decade or so, but it's still kind of a taboo topic for a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of unknowns and, you know, several decades ago, I don't think women's health or pelvic PT was even really a thing. And if Mm -hmm. it was, it was very hush hush. And it's, it's great that it's becoming 
more well more known people are talking about it um so that women know how to get help because yeah. um my goal is that moms can return to being with their kids being with their family you know being able to do the activities that they could do prior to baby and um be able to do it well instead of you know just trying to get through that postpartum period or even those several years after baby. Um, Cause we know that a happy mom can make a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I love yeah. that. And I love that um, you're basically part of the village when they say it takes a village to, um, you know, raise children and support the mother. I love that you're like a part of this village where I feel like there are so many women who don't know that there's help out there for certain situations. Um, and I love being able to help women learn about those topics so that they know that they don't have to suffer, that they can find the help that, that there is help out there for these situations. Yeah. Um, that's really neat. Yeah. And having the access to it is, mm-hmm. is huge because, um, before I offered home visits, I was working in just a regular outpatient clinic mm. and there were so many patients, especially young moms who really needed the care, but that either they couldn't find the time to come in because they had, you know, eight kids at home or they couldn't afford to pay for childcare. Um, so I, I found that just allowing that access to be just even one step easier um, can make a huge difference in, in how early a a mom can actually get that care. Mm -hmm. Um, So it doesn't have to be prolonged. Yeah. And so you offer the home visits now, what does that look like? Uh, So I, I come to them. Um, I have a like 45 minute radius from my place that I'm, I'm willing to go. And, um, I start typically start with an evaluation unless there's like one thing specific. Sometimes I'll do like a one-time visit depending on what the patient needs, but typically I do an evaluation, which is like an hour and a half. And we look at everything. We look at posture, strength, flexibility, screen for diastasis. And, um, we talk about all the issues, whatever they're dealing with. Um, and then we come up with a plan based on what they can do. So typically I'll, I'll have a couple, at least three or four follow-up visits with them. Um, and I'll, I'll come back. We'll, we have like an hour long follow-up visit and um, just address those goals that they have. Some patients, their goal is just to be able to play with their kids and others want to get back to CrossFit or something more demanding on the body. So it, it just depends on their goals, what we do, but, um, that's typically how it goes. And then as, as we work on things, appointments are kind of tapered off and then slowly they can do the things on their own at home. Mm -hmm. So you basically teach them, um, some things that they can do on their own so that when you've done everything you can, um, they're able to keep going on their own. Yeah, that's the goal. I I really like to leave patients with a good toolbox um, that they can use so that they know if things do happen to come up down the road, 
what to do to address it or um, how to strengthen certain muscles that maybe they didn't know were weak. And some people mm. are really strong, but then there's certain muscles in the body that, especially after having a baby, um, become weak. And uh, we have, you know, ways that we compensate for being pregnant and even with breastfeeding that we don't realize. So um, just teaching them how to use their body well, how to move well. Um, how do you, I really focus on um, pressure management, which is using your core well so that you're not like when you go to lift up a child, you're not holding your breath and bearing down. You're using all the muscles in, in your core, your pelvic floor, your diaphragm, and all those muscles on the sides. Um, as, and everything's supposed to work as a team. And I mm-hmm. find a lot of times these moms, they're, their um, core muscles don't work as a team like they should. So a lot of times it's getting them to work together and um, teaching them really good breath work so that they don't put too much pressure down on a prolapse if they do have prolapse or out on a diastasis if they have that. Um, so it's it's really a lot of muscle education, <laughs> teaching those muscles yeah. how to come back into the game. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so let's say someone doesn't really know what physical therapy is or pelvic floor therapy. Um, what are some signs that they might want to, um, reach out to you or invest in somebody that like what you do? Yeah. So during pregnancy, um, I mean, I guess pregnancy and postpartum, you're going to have very similar things. Anytime you have pain, I, I work a lot with low back pelvic pain, hip pain. Um, and, but because of my background, I can work on the whole body. Like we look at everything. So, um, upper back, neck pain, headaches. Um, and, and there's definitely more of a holistic approach. It's not always a musculoskeletal reason that you're having certain pains. It could be that we need to, um, refer out to someone else who can help depending on, um, what's going on. If you need, um, you know, a chiropractor in addition, or need to go get blood work done. We, we definitely make sure that, that we're not just focused on one little bubble with, with the muscles, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, with pregnant women, definitely any aches and pains, even though it's really common to have aches and pains, it's not normal. So you can definitely get those addressed even as babies growing. Um, any pelvic floor heaviness, like feelings of bulging or something coming out, um, that can be addressed. Diastasis, which is like a separation of the core muscles. So if you feel like your belly makes a funny shape or like a doming or coning kind of shape when you do certain movements, um, that that's, would be like a diastasis. Um, any leaking so, um, there's, there's more, there's, you could have pain with sex. There's, there's a lot that can, and I mentioned also, if you have a breech baby, just getting hips aligned can also help with a smoother delivery. So lots of stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you can also help, um, you said a smoother delivery, so you can help prepare the body for delivery as well. Yeah. And what I have found, 
and heard from a lot of people too, is if you are going into pregnancy and then, you know, into the third trimester, into delivery, uh, those pelvic floor muscles, even though they need to be strong, they also need to be able to stretch and adapt to a growing baby. And if they're too tight um, and hold on so much that they're not able to give, then it can make it hard for, um, for a delivery and um, potentially contribute to, you know, difficulty during labor. I, I don't have any specific research, but I know that the ability for those muscles to lengthen and stretch to allow baby to, to move how it needs to can significantly impact how that labor and delivery goes. Um, and then also potentially contribute to the baby positioning too. Yeah. That's really interesting. I love that. So you mainly work with pregnant and postpartum women, but what are some ways that physical therapy can help any woman with their reproductive health? Like if they're not pregnant or postpartum? Yeah. Um, it's funny you ask that because before I worked with pregnant and postpartum women, I, I was in that patient setting, like I mentioned, and mm-hmm. I actually worked mostly with um, geriatric patients, like in their 60s or 70s or even older um, postmenopausal time period. And um, we would do a lot of the same things. A lot of them would come in with um, symptoms, uh, a lot of leakage, pelvic floor heaviness. Um, And I would find that a lot of times their symptoms, if you ask them the right questions, started back when they had babies. And Mm -hmm they are now just realizing that this isn't something that they need to live with forever and that um, they could have had this addressed years ago. I think goodness they're finally getting treatment. But um, so, I mean, the same things that you apply to a pregnant and postpartum mom can be applied throughout the decades. Um, And there are times when um, like a younger woman might need PT for their pelvic floor. Uh, Maybe they had leakage since they were a kid or they, um, you know, have other issues that might require the pelvic floor to be addressed. I have not worked with that population as much like Mm pre-pregnancy, pre-baby, but um, I find that a lot of the moms who've had babies are postpartum forever. Like they, you, you don't have like a stopping point. So the, the same techniques that apply to that early postpartum pregnancy period can be applied through the, the generations or the decades after. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on each individual, what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, and you kind of already addressed a little bit of this, but is there anything in particular that can help with fertility? Like if somebody is struggling with infertility, do you know anything yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with that myself. Um, I am aware um, there's a technique called visceral mobilization, which you might be familiar with as a fertility um, educator, but um, it's another thing that pelvic PTs or women's health PTs can um, get continuing ed in. And it basically addresses the organs in your abdominal cavity. So um, if 
like all your organs are connected and surrounded by tissue and fascia, this, this thick tissue that holds everything together. And um, sometimes the organs can be pulled in different ways, especially if you've had anything traumatic happen to the pelvic floor or a hard labor delivery. Um, and so there are some visceral mobilization um, techniques that can help with just the organs being in the right position, which can help with them um, working better. I don't know how much research shows how that is connected with actual fertility, but I have heard of some just like case studies of people finding that, that it was helpful and getting their, their bodies to kind of wake up and their organs to um, be working optimally. But that's as much as I know. <laughs> well, that's still really helpful. It kind of at least gives an idea if somebody wants to look into that for themselves, at least they have some keywords maybe that they can look into. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I really love doing when I'm working with somebody is having like a good resource space that I can refer people out to. So, um, you know, connecting with people locally that can offer help that I'm not able to, um, and just educating on the things that are out there. Because yeah. when I, when I started my training to be able to work with other people, I don't think I was aware so much of the, different options that women have to, to be able to get help. And, um, I feel like that's maybe common that women don't know that there's help out there for them. And so I love really being able to highlight some of that. And even if you don't necessarily specialize in that kind of physical therapy, I think it's, um, really helpful to at least make that, um, make people aware yeah. that that's an option. Um, but I, I love what you do. That's, um, that's really cool. And it sounds like there is a real need for what you do. Yeah, it definitely, there definitely is. And, um, there's a lot of ways that you can offer pelvic floor PT. Obviously mm -hmm. I'm doing the, the home visits and then there are PTs who work in clinics who do the, um, you know, the more typical route where you have to go through insurance. I am not insurance-based. So everything I do is cash-based. Um, and it depends on who, what the patient is looking for, whether they are more comfortable going one route versus the other, if they have a good insurance or if they don't. Um, so just having that access, like for patients who might not have insurance, um, so they would rather go the cash-based route, um, can be nice. Um, and like I said, having that home visit option yeah. for those who don't have that access to, to leave their home is big too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really important. I think. Yeah. And, and when I started abide, about a year and a half ago, I didn't know of any other PTs who did home visits within an hour of me. And just more recently, I'm hearing of people starting to do that. So it's definitely becoming um, more known and people are starting to offer that a little more, even in, you know, more rural areas. So um, it's, it's good to have that like connection and, and know that it's a, 
potentially offered. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of curious why you named your business Abide. Yeah, it was really hard to come up with a name. <laughs> Names mm-hmm. are tough. Um, but ultimately, it was actually my husband's idea. We had been writing all these names down and nothing really clicked. And then he was like, well, what about this word? And um, to me, words, the word meanings are really important to me. And um, so I looked up what the abide meant, even though I kind of had an idea. And the meaning of abide is to wait patiently or to endure patiently. And um, I really like how the meaning of that word is connected to the pregnant and postpartum period where you're waiting and enduring patiently through something that might not always be comfortable, but you, you, I mean, you're just, you're required to wait. You can't make a baby come earlier. Mm -hmm. You can't make yourself heal faster. Um, And I'm a Christian. So the, the religious meaning behind it was also important to me and, and just abiding and waiting for for God to do his work in whatever phase of life you're in. Um, And then just being patient with your body and how it's healing and giving it time to do what it needs to do. Um, So all of that was like, okay, this is, this is what the name is supposed to be. I love that. I knew that asking would (laughs) be a good idea because I, I feel the same way about names having meanings and, um, I struggled to name things. I kind of threw something generic on my business because I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything better. But yeah, I love that there's that deep meaning behind that. And I think, um, you know, sharing that with women is really helpful to um, help them come to terms with what they're dealing with. Um, I really like that that your name has that meaning in it. So. You're on social media. Um, Do you do a lot of posting or um, where can women find you if they want to learn more about what you do? Yeah. So I have a website. It's abidephysicaltherapy.com. And I think you said you'd share the link somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I do have Facebook and Instagram um, under Abide Physical Therapy. Uh, but I have not been as active on it lately. I'm actually due with my third in July. So that's been put on the back burner a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and because actually, because things have been pretty steady on my end, I haven't had a need to, to use social media as much. Um, but it is an awesome resource. And there are some things on my Instagram and Facebook that, might be helpful for some people to check out or they can always reach out to me um, through any of those outlets, the website or Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely recommend that. Um, I was looking at your Instagram a little bit earlier and you definitely have some good like informational educational type posts. So definitely worth looking at that and I'll have your links in the, um, show notes, the description of the episode so that people can find you more easily. Okay. And um, what is your geographical area that you serve? So if anybody locally wants to find you. Yeah. So I come out of Strasburg, Virginia. Um, so my radius, like I said, is about 45 minutes from there. Um, 
I don't have specific names of towns, yeah. but <laughs> if you know that you're around that area, feel free to reach out and, and we can have a conversation about um, whether that's a possibility or not. Um, and like I said, I'm due in early July. So that impacts things a yeah. little bit since I'll be on maternity leave. But um, for anyone who's listening, don't don't hesitate to reach out if you have questions or are looking for a provider in your area. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, this has been really informational. I learned a lot that I didn't know before, and I really hope that um, other women have been able to learn and um, found benefit in this. I'm really glad that we were able to have this conversation. And thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you would leave a review on iTunes. And if you're interested in connecting with me, you can find me at cedarcreekholistic.com or on Instagram at Holistic Fertility Perspective. I'll see you next time on The Holistic Perspective.